Psalms 19. So nice having the locale line bleeding. Uh, if this thing's flashing and it's going out, it's kind of awkward to come up here and change out the battery. <laughs> or give it, you know, it does happen, but you know, they're just, uh, but anyways. Psalms 19 in verse uh, 7. And um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and stand up, if you don't mind, for the reverence to the Word of God. If you're, not, if you're able to, that's fine. If not, that's fine. Uh, Psalms 19 in verse 7. Uh, let's read. The Bible here says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgressions. And so we see verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you for your word tonight. I pray that you would bless our time together. We thank you, God, for our pastor. I pray that you just help him, Lord, with this procedure going on Monday, that you'd be with him and that everything would turn out fine and that you'd just bless there. I pray that you'd just bless our church, God, that you just our church family, just even those that aren't here, God, perhaps some are traveling and perhaps some are sick. God, I just pray that you just hedge them up. Uh, we just pray that you would just watch over us as a family. We thank you for your love, your goodness, Lord, and the way you look after us. We thank you for that. I pray that you bless, Lord, our time in your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. We think about how the, uh, this uh, really uh, sweeter than honey, the word of God, sweeter than honey. I think of some sweet things. I, I know that I have uh, uh, sweetener, they call it... Uh, it just went out of my, my mind. Stevia. <laughs> stevia. Now, some people don't like stevia. I put stevia. It doesn't take much in the stuff I get. You put a little bit in there, and it's like, it's got like, it, it'll just, doesn't take much. You can easily oversweeten something really quick because it's really potent, at least the stuff we get. But I think of honey, the taste of honey, sweeter than honey. The Word of God uh, is sweet, especially for those that are of the Lord. And it is sweet. I think of, uh, you know, we think about, the uh, Krispy Kreme, that's one place that a lot of people seem, seem to like. Uh, Krispy Kreme, some people, I, I know people like it because there's always people going through the drive-thru. You go to certain places, they keep in business, they're, they're selling lots of Krispy Kremes. They see, you see them in the grocery stores, and they melt in your mouth and, not, and, and your hand, you know, <laughs> especially in the summer. They're good to eat. Of course, we've been through the uh, town of Hershey. Is it Hershey, Pennsylvania, isn't it? And we went on that little ride, and we saw the Hershey's, everything all about the chocolate. I don't know about you, but I love chocolate. Nothing like sweet chocolate and the different things you can put on. You know, they just all put all kinds of things in the chocolate. I, I've, uh, I used to deliver a place. Uh, I used to deliver milk up in uh, Seattle. Uh, there was this place called Kukaruza. And it, that was the name, no kidding, Kukaruza. It was a popcorn place. They had made all kinds of different popcorn. They sent their stuff. Most of their, most of their orders, and they had a store, a good-sized store, but most of their orders was online. 
And they'd always give me like something to try out, you know, like a little bag. One time they gave me a bag of something that had dark chocolate on the popcorn with bacon in it. And I thought, wow, how good could that be? Boy, was it good, I'm talking. Just the contrast and taste. And so you have all these different tastes and things like that. We can think of all the different things that taste wonderful. And, uh, but the word of God is sweeter than honey. And we need to be reminded when we think about the, all the yummy things we could be eating. Uh, but we need to understand that the word of God is sweeter than honey. And, and, and we think about, above all, it's the Bible. Amen? Amen. And uh, now we think about how the gold part there, you know, sweeter than honey. And uh, we think about the gold part there. You know, the, we think about how people have gone after gold. You know, they, they say that people that go panning for gold or they go out and they have a mine, they're digging for gold. They almost, when they get a little bit of a piece of gold, they get what they call gold fever yeah. is what they call it. They have gold fever. And uh, they get it in their blood and it's like they can't stop. It's like I've got to go. I, they keep panning. Their back's aching and they're out there panning for gold and they're keeping after it. And they've gone through a big pile of sand and sanding through, you know, and they're, they're, they're panning for gold. And boy, I, I did a little panning myself in, in a day and it's like, that's ah, not for me. <laughs> but I never found any gold. Uh, but they get gold fever and, and, and it lures the whole world. Everybody wants that gold and that gold has value and it has something shiny about it. Everybody liked to, you know, you, you, some people have actually uh, gold utensils or maybe you've heard about lavish uh, places that have like, you know, they have like some uh, chic in, in the Middle East, they have a plane and they have gold fixtures in, their ba- in the bathroom and things like that. I mean, real gold. I don't know how much money they put into that, but gold is well sought after. It costs a lot of money and it, it doesn't, it costs you so much money for just a little bit of gold. And we think about how the fact that really this word is, much more precious than all the gold. And we think about the gold that uh, Fort Knox could have in it. And of course, I'm not sure how much really gold's really at Fort Knox anymore, but it may not be anything, maybe a, a, little, a little IOU note or something in there on a pallet. Uh, used to be some gold there, I don't know. But uh, uh, today we think about the word of God and how precious it is. And Psalms 19 verse 10 says, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. We think about the Word of God and how precious it's in our, within our lives and how it can change our, our lives, how it should change our lives. The Lord Jesus Christ, as He saves us, we should be changed and we should be approaching and going into the image. And I think about the streets of gold that we're going to one day go to in heaven. We're going to have streets of gold. And, and according to the Word of God, it's going to be transparent. Uh, we're going to go to heaven. Heaven's going to be a beautiful place. Uh, that's one thing that's very encouraging. The Bible you have is the key to our future, our house our joy, our knowledge and wisdom, our forgiveness and freedom, our victory and triumph, our goals and success. And please consider with me several things about God's word to tonight that I trust will be helpful and encouraging to you. We think about solo, the scriptures. The Bible uses many uh, synonyms for itself. The law and testimony, verse 7. Verse 7, you see the law of the Lord is perfect, uh, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. We think about the law, how important it is, how wonderful it is. It converts the soul. Many of us, we need, we, not just many, all of us need our souls converted. Amen? We need to be going somewhere with this thing about Jesus. It needs to be doing something within our lives. We think about the statutes and commandments in verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right. They're right. Some people will go, look at that. Are you sure that's right? 
And then all of a sudden you might be questioning, well, I wonder if that is right. And it is right. It turns out to be right. You know what I mean? Amen? And we see how the Bible is always right. And the world is off. And, uh, and no matter what people say, and, uh, we, you know, the Word of God has a way of coming through. And it was always right. I think about the fact that back in the day that uh, the, uh, uh, back in the time of uh, George Washington, George Washington was the president of the United States of America, the first president. And uh, he, when he died, I guess they, were, uh, they did what they call his bloodletting, right? They would pull out the blood thinking that they would pull out the toxins or pull out the uh, virus that was killing that person. But in doing so, if you took out too much blood, uh, you were actually doing the killing yourself. I mean, they would die quicker by the, losing the blood. They'd get weaker and to that point. But the Bible always said that life is in the blood, you see. And if they would have looked to that, but of course they had their they had what they had back then as far as uh, uh, the medical associations and stuff like that. Which I'd say today we have a lot of great medical attention. We have a lot of medical things that are out there right now. Uh, there's a lot of good things that are happening, but in some ways, some sometimes they're off. I'm just telling you that's just that's just human error, whatever you want to call it. And it's always changing. And it, and it's so much as you know when we had we've had kids over the years. Pam and I, and we've, uh, we would say, okay, what, how are the kids supposed to be, how are the babies supposed to be sleeping now? They're supposed to be sleeping on their backs. Okay, no, now they're supposed to be sleeping on their sides. Now they're supposed to be sleeping on their bellies. Oh, now they're supposed to be sleeping on their heads. You know, it's always changing. It's always changing. They always change it. And so it's always changing. But we understand according to God's word, it always comes through. It, it's true. And so we have the statutes and commandments. And we think about the fear of the Lord in verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And we think about the fear of the Lord is clean. Nothing wrong with the fear of the Lord. Some people go, oh, you shouldn't be fearing things. But we ought to have a healthy respect for God's word. And then it does something to you. If you have a respect for God, it, you act differently. If you treat and you know who God is, and we don't, none of us know who God is in the way that he knows who he is. And God is a powerful God. You know, when we think about a God that is, uh, hangs, or created everything within a six-day span and rested on the seventh day, as an example, he did that, and he spoke into things into existence. That's the same God you have a relationship with. That's the same God, your relationship with a God that had a relationship with Abraham, who said, you know what? Your seed's going to be innumerable. The, your nation is going to be powerful. Your seed is going to go, and, it, and it's going to have an effect. And so we understand that we think about the fact that that's our God, and we have that fear. And we need to fear God. We need to have respect for God. There's nothing wrong with that. Today, you know, uh, a lot of people, they don't fear things like they ought to. I've seen people drive out there. I said, man, you need to have a little fear in them. The way they drive, they think that, you know, you know you're, in a, you're in a bubble or something, and you have this styrofoam around your car or whatever. You can, you know, you can hit anything or whatever, and, and, and it's not the case. And in the, in the driving industry, of course, in the safety of our, our, our company, they say that speed kills. The faster you go, 10 miles, 20 miles, 30 miles, over the speed limit that you go, if you impact something, uh, it is that much deadlier. It's that much, it's that much worse. And so we think about the fear of the Lord's importance. Good to have fear, healthy dose of fear. In verse 9, it talks about here judgment. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and right, all righteous altogether. We think about his judgments. And so we need to understand something about 
God's word. It's all about trusting him and understanding that sometimes you may not agree with his judgments. Well, I don't know if he called that correctly. You need to trust the Lord. Uh, the, the Lord knows the beginning and the end. He knows the middle and every part. He knows the hearts. He knows the minds. He knows everything. And so we need to be careful about questioning his judgments. His judgments are there. And the Bible is telling us, the Word of God, he is, the Word of God is telling us here as we see this, uh, as David writes these, inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, that uh, the, uh, we, we see that his judgments, uh, the judgments of the Lord are true and right, righteous altogether. And of course, we see that more so because it's his righteousness. And so we understand that's important. So we understand that also uh, the Bible uses synonyms, but also the Bible is sufficient. The Bible is sufficient. Because the Bible is perfect, right, pure, and true, righteous, we need nothing else. We think about uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. And some of us, we've got to be careful about the Word of God. It is powerful. It is powerful. For some people, they may not see it. But as people, uh, as you get, the, if you as you walk along with the Lord, have a relationship with with Him, you begin to understand how powerful the Word of God is. We think about the uh, the things uh, that will be around for a while. The Word of God will be around forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. The Bible talks about, and yet His Word will still be here. That's how enduring His Word is. It is a powerful book, and just in its in its in its ability to stick around, it'll be here. And we think about the fact that we have so many Bibles here in America. We enjoy Bibles. You may have several Bibles at home. You have the ability here in America to buy Bibles if you want. And uh, we're just blessed. But on the other side of the coin, we have the ability to the fact that we don't appreciate the Bible like we should. When it becomes like another book, that's when we get in danger. We think about uh, years ago, I think that uh, Pastor Nolan and Carol and uh, Matthew Nolan, they went over to Romania and they went over there, and they were over there with, with uh, Brother uh, Matheny, and they were hounding out Bibles. And that communist, once communist country that had fallen, and the walls had fallen, and all the different things, uh, people would, they handed out Bibles, and people would literally go up to the, with a Bible and kiss it. And they didn't just want to do that for show. They did that because they truly were thankful that they were given a Bible. When was the last time you kissed your Bible? <laughs> When did you love it and like it so much that you just, man, it's powerful. We think about how God works, and uh, he works through his word. And I thank the Lord for how many people have uh, gone through the services of Bible Baptist Church to come to find out that they need to be saved, and the, and the conviction through the word of God uh, had an effect on their lives. And I don't know about you, we were all been convicted, and if we remember, we'll, we'll realize that the Word of God is powerful, and it is a, such a powerful book. 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, if you turn there, 2 Peter chapter 1, and verse 20, here in 2 Peter 1, verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not of, in old time by the will of man, but, by, uh, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. We think about how the, the Bible came. It came by 
God's desire, His desire, His inspiration through men. Men, It didn't come by man's uh, desire. It came by God's desire. It's, it's, It's a gift from God. We think about a gift, what a wonderful gift it is. We think about the, the fact that also it's the Bible of infallibility. It's infallible. And we think about, uh, please do not be confused by a church or religion or a uh, religious organization that claims infallibility or equality to the, God's word. It doesn't exist. God's word is infallible. People are, complicate things. People make a mess of things. But God does not. God is, does not make mistakes. And we understand that we need to understand that we need to trust him. We know the world is off its hinges. We know the world, boy, you just you can't you one day you might know one person and then the next you're wondering, wow, is this the same person that I knew yesterday? And they change. One thing we know about God is he doesn't change. He's the same God. And so we th- we understand that he's in control. We think about the fact that there, is, uh, there were no, supplement, no supplementary books given with the God's Word. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 28. Let's turn there. Psalms 119, verse 28. We'll turn to a few verses tonight. Psalms 119, verse 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according to thy, unto thy word. We think about tonight that uh, we have some people that need to be strengthened. We have a desire to be strengthened. And that's not actually the, the verse I wanted. So we want to go over to 128. I'm sorry. But, but this, Psalms 119, this is chock full of uh, verses here. Psalms 128, or uh, verse 128, verse, uh, chapter 119. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. And so we understand that the Word of God might make you look a little narrow on some things. May, you may gauge things a little differently as you know the Word of God. You know, uh, you may say, there's not, you know, uh, I, I love the fact that um, <clears throat> lately you can go to different stores, you hand them a 20, and they're looking at it, you know, or like looking at looking for the, let me get the marker out there. Oop, you need to take this back, it's too many marks on there. No, I'm just kidding. They, they mark it. They want to know if it's false or, they, and, they, and at the bank they, they, you go to the bank and they're, they're just like, you know, they're just so used to handling money. Of course, when something sticks out, they've handled the money so much that when something sticks out, they go, oh, wait a minute here. There's something wrong with this one. They know it. They handle the truth. They're true stuff all the time that after a while they get to know what's not right. It doesn't feel right. It has some different features about it, and they catch it. They catch it. When you handle the Word of God, it's going to change how you perceive everything. It's going to change how you perceive everything. When you put, turn across the dial of your radio, that's going to change what you perceive. You're going to think about things. You may, ask, you may actually ask your pastor some questions about something because you're questioning that. You may ask, and you may actually uh, get into the Word of God and uh, see what the Word of God has to say. And so we see that uh, it's an amazing book. And we think about how it directs us, it guides us, and it needs a guide. It needs to be our. It needs, it needs to be our direction. It needs to be our guidance. When we get saved, it's an important thing that we follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we read His Word, and we grow. Discipleship class is a great uh, time for us as we spend time in, in discipling, uh, and growing, and talking about the uh, the Word of God and what it plays, in, and the things we believe as Christians, as Baptists, how important that is. 
And it'll change your, it'll change your, it, you know, a lot of people, I, I think it's so important that people get uh, doctrinally sound and they get into the Bible and they start growing. But what happens when you don't grow? You get anemic. And it's almost like, uh, and it's just not right. You ever seen a malnutrition dog or a malnutrition cat? And you feel so sorry. You go, man, I, I want to take you home for a week and, and get you and get something you know, where I don't see your, your, your rib cage. And I want to fatten you up, right? Get them looking good, you know? And, and so where they're, they're not, you can see, you can tell if they're hurting, they're, they're going through something and, and they're hurting. We as Christians, there's people out there today, they're hurting. They don't get into church. The devil's keeping them out of church, and they're saved, but they're, they're, the devil keeps them out of church. They need to grow. We as Christians, there's people that come to church, and they don't grow. They're anemic. They need to get a, you know, they got this little cup. My cup is full. You know, it's like, get a bigger cup. Amen? I saw this cup. <laughs> get, a, get a bigger cup there, so you get some of that nutritious stuff there. But we need, uh, we need to get into the Word of God, and so we understand that uh, the Bible is in fact, is infallible, and uh, it is amazing how this book ends a lot of theological discussion. The Bible stands alone, solo scriptures, and we understand that it stands alone. And uh, we think about the surety of the scripture, surety of the scripture. I'm amazed, always amazed how the Word of God tells us how we can be saved, how we can receive Christ as our Savior, Accept Christ as our Savior, have Him come into our hearts and our lives, and, and know that He has saved us from our sins, and that He died for our sins on the cross, and He was buried in a tomb, and He rose again the third day. And, and what an amazing thing how we, can, how we can know that we have eternal life. Not guess, not hope. Know you have eternal life. And how can we know that? Through His Word. Amen. Through His Word. And re, we ought to rejoice. And we ought to rejoice. We see the importance of that. And what a blessing it is to the world of uncertainties that we have something that is sure and dependable. You know, the world, uh, they don't think it's that dependent. They don't, they don't like it all that much. The world doesn't. In fact, sometimes if you go toting into certain places with a big Bible, they'll be looking at you like, oh, wow. You know? We had a couple of guys come into this church. They came in with big old Bibles. That was kind of interesting. They got out of the van. They came in here with family Bibles. I go, huh. There's some people thinking, okay, what do they got in those Bibles? We thought, man, we got some extra inspiration today. <laughs> Get my bulletproof vest on, don't you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm just saying. Ah, you, you're so presumptuous, anyways. But anyways, we see how the Word of God, what a powerful book. And uh, in uncertain times, today we live in uncertain times. And... Um, in, uh, in verse 7 of our text, uh, Psalms 19, it says, uh, Psalms 19, 7, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. It's an amazing thing how, you know, when they looked at these disciples, uh, when they looked at the disciples or the apostles, when they looked at them, they said, These men have turned the world upside down. And the wording that they talked about them, like, these are ordinary people. <laughs> these aren't like accomplished people, and look what they're doing. How is this possible? Because God has made them wise. Simple people like us, God makes us wise unto salvation. God makes us wise unto the living and being a Christian. And our walk, our direction, everything about what we do is according to the Bible. It should be. And so we follow his word. It directs us. It guides us. It helps us. It's, our, it's our, what we call the North Star. You're looking for the North Star. Direct you if you're trying to get somewhere. 
We see knowing and meditating on God's word guarantees use of success if we obey it. Uh, what an incredible thing that is. Joshua 1.8. Let's turn there. Keep your place there in uh, Psalms 19. And there's Joshua, Judges, Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8. And Joshua, here we go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is, is written thereof. For then, thou shalt ha- make, uh, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Guess what? You're going somewhere. You're going to cross the Jordan. You're going to do what I tell you. You're going to uh, confront all, uh, these different cities. You're going to take this over. I've given it to you, you know. Jericho, you're going to go up to Jericho. Something's going to happen. You follow my, you follow what I tell you to do. Well, how could this work? This doesn't make sense. Are you kidding me? They could have been saying, trust the Lord. And they did exactly what the Lord wanted to do and exactly what was supposed to happen happened because, and it didn't look, hey, normal, th- normal things, norm, the norm, this wasn't normal, right? Amen. It, it was the word of God. It was a, it was a great thing. And they followed through. And we have a testimony of it because they followed through with it. Amen. And what are other people going to have when they see you follow through with the word of God? What are other people going to have? What are your kids going to have? What are your parents going to have? What, what are f- people around you, your neighbors going to have when you follow the word of God? They're going to have, hey, I saw that person. Man, God did something in that person's life. I remember a, a preacher, he, uh, he, I think he still preaches now in, in Montana. I'm not sure. I think his, I'm sure his son does in Idaho. Anyways, this man, uh, he, uh, he was a rebellious guy. Young guy, he was the re- rebellious, rebellious guy. I remember the first time I saw him come into church with his wife. He had long johns on, long blonde hair down to here, overalls. He was a flower children at the time. In the 70s, this is like late 70s. He come with his wife, stuff like that. And, man, let me tell you, he got saved. He received Christ as his Savior. And he became, and all of a sudden, he grew and grew and grew. He got discipled. He grew and grew and grew. And he became a pastor. He started pastoring. His kids pastor. And, you know, he went back to his uh, old town in in North Dakota and and this small little town. And he went back to the church that, uh, this little church that is there. And they let him preach in that church. Well, that Sunday night, they People came out to see him preach because they couldn't believe it was this. They couldn't believe it was him, because this guy was the most rebellious guy in his, in the whole town. And they said that no way this guy could be saved. And say so they 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 packed that little church out, and all the way down the stairs there were people waiting and listening and looking and trying to get a glimpse of this guy because they truly they knew this guy. He was the biggest troublemaker come down the pike. What God can do in your heart, what God can do in your life. Great things can happen. I mean, this guy was like John the Baptist. Uh, and, uh, but we think about what the Lord can do. The word of God in this guy's life did some great and amazing things. So we think about how the word of God can live within our lives and do, it, do what the world, the world can't do anything for us. But what a great thing we do when we, we allow God's word to permeate our lives and do a great work. Psalms 119, verse 130 Psalms 119, verse 130. It says, 
the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. And so in verse 133, order my steps in thy word and let my iniquity have dominion uh, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me and so we understand that the word of god uh, it can order our steps it can direct us it guides us where we need to go and what we need to do tell us how to know god's god's will for our lives when we look at these verses we can tell how god moves and directs in our lives and we would pray and god Direct me. I'm looking for your direction. I'm looking for your guidance. Help me, Lord. And we look to his word. It guides us. It directs us. What a great thing that is. We think about the statutes of the scriptures as we move on. They rejoice the heart of the enlightened. Uh, enlighten the eyes in verse 8 of our text, Psalms 19, verse 8. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The command, and so we see the statutes of the Lord. What a great thing that is to have the statutes. Uh, and they, they rejoice the heart. They enlighten the eyes. There's also a great reward when we think about in keeping his word. In uh, verse 11 it says, uh, and in keeping of them there is great reward. There's great reward. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that he's a great rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The problem is there's just people who just aren't seeking him. All right? We as Christians, we need to seek him. We need to know him. We need to get, have a relationship with him. He needs to be pursued. If you're seeking him, you need, to be, you need to be pursuing the Lord and his righteousness. You need to be seeking a relationship with him. We also see also that they give joy. The, word of the, the different things of the word of God gives us joy. How sad that so many people think if they submit themselves to God in the Bible, uh, they will have to kiss enjoyment of life goodbye. Not so. God has given me great joy, excitement and zest of life. Uh, we think about how that can happen. Have you ever... You're, you know, there's people that'll, that'll put you in like a little box, you know. You're one of those Holy Joes or Holy uh, Susie, Susans or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're just straight, a box. You know, and I remember, I remember this uh, when I used to go to school, a Christian school, in fact. And I used to have uh, this other teenager girl. She used to tell me that. She says, you're just a square. You're just, you know, all this and everything else like that. And, you know, uh, it's interesting that that person at that time wasn't saved. A couple years later, uh, our paths crossed, and, and you know, there's something really different about her. I mean, she had a different spirit altogether. What happens was she got saved. She was going to Christian school, everything. She was raised in the Christian family, never, she wasn't saved. And then later she got saved. Praise the Lord for that. But we think how people size you up and put you as, and try to label you. And don't let people label you. We think about how the excitement, there's some of the most excited people in the world is, should be those that are saved, those that are, know they're on the way to heaven. They should be excited about life, not having to worry about your tomorrow, knowing that God has everything taken care of. Today, we need to follow the Lord. We need to follow his word. We need to follow his statutes. We think about Psalms uh, 119, verse uh, 9 and 10, talks about wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way. And we think about that. In fact, let's turn there. Psalms 119, verse 9 and 10. And this is a great chapter to read, actually. If you read it more often than other portions of the Scripture, I think it's a really good thing to do. Psalms 119 and verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed 
thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. People wander. (laughs) Did you know that we're compared to sheep, aren't we? And what do sheep do? They wander. Yeah, where'd that one go? It fell over a cliff. You know, like, or it's, it's stuck in a creek. Oh, he's being chased by some wolves. You know, and, and he's not where he's supposed to be. And the, and the, and the shepherd has to go and, and find that, his lost sheep and rejoices for the one over the 99 that he was able to get back. And so what a great thing that is. And so uh, we think about how that is. We think about a person that's blessed. We think about how um, we think about the blessings that God brings within our lives. The word of God needs to be a blessing in our lives. It needs to be doing something. If it's not doing anything, it's not, not very exciting. Not very exciting if, you're, if it's just sitting there on your shelf at, at home and you've got to go, you pick it off the shelf. It's time to go to church. Wait, stand away. I know you've got uh, asthma and all that, but... <sighs> and we get that done. Down here you get a lot of dust, don't you? It doesn't take long, but I know. But anyways, the, our, the Word of God shouldn't have dust on it, amen? I've been convicted about opening my Bible and reading it. I've been convicted. Now, now, I'm not saying that I didn't read my Bible before, but I got my little phone Bible, you know? And I'm thinking, I'm reading the Bible here. But, you know, I get my Bible out now. And I read, I read it, and I also listen to it. I think that's a double whammy there, I think that. But then I, if I want to put it on pause, don't, don't. Go ahead and put it on pause and look at the words of God and take your time with it. Don't, don't be in such a hurry. We're on a mechanical-like hurry sometimes. And we get caught up with everything that's going on. And so we don't need to be doing that. Uh, Psalms chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the way of the scornful. But his, the law is, but his delight, excuse me, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringeth forth its fruit in his, in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. God's going to bless you. You start following God's word. You start going, man, I can't get enough of this. This is God's word. And you start growing. And, and how do you know you're growing? Boy, this tree is getting huge. It's planted by the rivers of water. It's getting huge. It's growing. It's prosperous. It has fowls that come into the uh, branches of this tree. And your life will become prosperous. You've got a lot of things going on in your life. God is able to bless you because you're stepping through the portal of his blessing. You're following what he wants you to follow. And you're blessed. But we think about the ungodly. It's not so. We think about those that don't do those things. It's not so. Uh, we think about today. We need to get back into the Word of God. We need to make. We need to understand it. it is. It is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly important for us to get into the Word of God and make it something important within our lives. We think about. I'm not going to turn there. Uh, John 17:17 17, 17 talks about how we can be sanctified through the truth. John 17:17. 17, 17. We need to be sanctified. You know, sanctified is set apart. So the word of the truth sets us apart. God wants to set us apart. He's setting us apart. We're set apart for a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. And he wants us to follow that purpose. Psalms 19, verse 10. More to be desired than, they, than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. And so we see uh, we need to search the scriptures. And uh, 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, uh, that ye may grow thereby. And so we need to desire that milk of the word of God. We don't need to be anemic. We need to desire it. I think some people, they actually have found, uh, I think some people, when they go without food for a while, uh, they lose their desire to eat. 
That's not a good place to be. Don't lose your desire to eat. If you've been far, if you've been long enough away from the Word of God, you need to get into the Word of God and get that desire, get that uh, desire for the Word of God back. You need to get it back. The inspiration that God has for you, you need to get it back. God has given us everything that we uh, that has to do with life and hundreds of promises as well. And Second uh, Peter chapter one. Let's go ahead and turn there. Second Peter chapter one. I think we were just there. We're going to turn there again. Rustling pages. Second Peter chapter one. But we're going to go to verse three. And uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, According to his divine power hath, he, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness uh, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Where are those promises, you might say, in the word of God? That by these, might be, uh, uh, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the wor uh, world through lust. So there's a lot of going on in this world, right? But you don't have to be a part of it. You can be a part of God's direction. You know, when you spend enough time around somebody, you start almost looking like them. That's just the way it is, you know? If, you're, you spend too much, if, if certain people spend too much time around Elvis, hey, thank you very much. You know, <laughs> There's a lot of people that can impersonate that guy. But when you spend time with God, you start acting. You start, you, start, you start to have the heart of God. You start to get to know who God is and the love that God has for others and the, God, and the love that he has for you and your family and for others in our church and different things like that. And you begin to understand that. And that's for so true. And so we think about the Word of God and how powerful it is and what it does for us pertaining life. And we, we can be blessed if we get into it. We're not blessed if we don't get into it. And, it, 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 you know, we think about this should be enough, uh, enough incentive to search His Word for His hid treasures, looking for His promises and blessings. But we understand that we need to study the Scriptures. Through studying the Scriptures, we can find God's will regarding sin Things we uh, we would should stay away from, and well as enjoy the reward of obeying His word. And uh, Psalms nineteen verse eleven says, "Moreover, by them as Thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward." There's great reward. He didn't just say, "Hey, there's reward." No, no, no. There's great reward. How great? Well, how great are you going to search Him? How great has the things that God has for you? We think about how God blesses us in many different ways and many different levels, and I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. We think about how, we'll look here, uh, there, are, uh, there are five ways we can learn more about the Bible or to get a better grip on it. First of all, we hear God's word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17, right? We need to, we need to have that faith, and it comes by hearing the word of God. We need to get into the word of God. It builds our faith. Read God's word. And these are more, uh, uh, and these are more, more noble. We think about uh, Acts chapter seventeen. Let's turn there. Acts seventeen. So we need to hear the word of God, and we need to read God's word. Acts seventeen, if you would please. Acts seventeen and verse eleven. Acts seventeen eleven. These were more noble than these in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. And you know, this is a good thing here. 
I, I love that when the church gets the Bible open and says, oh, is this true? They look for themselves. They study the scriptures. But these, men, these people were ready. Uh, they, were, uh, they were noble because they were ready. They, were re- they received the word with all readiness of mind. They were ready. They're, they were already in gear before the preacher was preaching. And they, were, they had their Bibles open. And you weren't going to pull any fast one on these guys. Uh, they had their Bibles open. They were, had a readiness of mind. And we need to have a readiness of mind. Didn't, you know, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. We think about the, the mind of Christ. We need to have the mind of Christ. We also need to study, uh, the, uh, we need to study God's word, study to show thyself approved unto God in 2 Timothy 2.15. We also need to uh, uh, memorize God's word. Thy words have I hid in my heart that I might not say. How's that go? Psalms 119 verse 11. That I might not sin against thee. That's right. So we need to memorize God's word. It needs to be part of it. Meditate on God's word uh, is number five. Meditate on God's word. I will meditate on thy precepts. Psalms 119, verse 15. I will meditate on thy precepts. So what a great God we have. We can do these things. We can hear God's word. We can read God's word. We can study God's word. We can memorize God's word. And we can meditate on it. Meditating on it. Chewing on it. Some of us like chewing gum sometimes. We chew on it. And we, we may say to somebody that maybe we'll... We need to get back to somebody on something. Uh, let me chew on it for a little bit here. Let me chew on it. What, what, what is that chewing on it? You're thinking about it, right? You're thinking about it. You're chewing about it. Sometimes you need to give it a little rest. And sometimes you may have an issue going on in your life, whatever, or maybe a problem at work, whatever, and you'll have to chew on it. You'll go home and sleep, and all of a sudden you'll wake up and go, I got the answer. <laughs> the Lord gave me the answer or whatever. We see that happen. We also see salvation through the Scripture. Not only study the Scriptures, but also salvation through the Scriptures. Salvation comes through God's Word. Amen? And Psalms 19, verse uh, 7, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making the wise the simple. And um, we think about this, the Scripture here, and it gives us what we so need in salvation. 2 Timothy 3, uh, 3.15 says, And that from the child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And so we think about at Bible Baptist Church, when we have people come in and they receive Christ as their Savior, uh, we make them wise unto salvation. We just simply point them, hey, this is what the Word of God says. And they see it, oh, yes, I see. And they receive Christ as their Savior because they understand now you've imparted unto them the wisdom of God's Word. And they see, that we, they see it for themselves. Isn't it wonderful when you see somebody see it for themselves? Even a child can understand salvation. And when, when they see it and it clicks and the light goes on and they, they see what, it, what they need to do to get saved, what a blessing that is. The Bible tells us Christ died for our sins. He did. Paul told us, told us, uh, uh, told the church in Corinth, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which is also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Amen. And that's the gospel. It's still the gospel. It's still in his word. It's still powerful. There's no argument that God's word on what are, uh, and what, what are you basing your beliefs. It's got to be the word of God. It can't be, well, I base my beliefs on what I think. No, it's what God says. And we get back to the Bible. It directs us in faith and practice. 
It directs our lives, it directs our hearts, or directs our lives. It gives us wisdom. We may ask God, I don't know what the answer for this is, God, but I pray that you would direct me, help me, Lord, and we would search the scriptures and we would find the answer. We'd ask God to direct us. And we, in conclusion, there are many different ways to study the Bible, but we'd like to, be, we'd like to challenge you, encourage you to get into your Bible and read it through each year. I think, do we have one of those read-it-through things? Okay, I know that uh, you, can, you can obtain those things, um, but you can get the read it through the Bible every year. You can do that. You know, it's not really too complicated. You can start in Genesis and read a chapter, read two chapters a day. Or How many chapters do you have to read through the Old Testament? I think it's three chapters a day, two to three chapters a day. In the New Testament, if you read it, I think there's 288 uh, chapters in the New Testament. That's one chapter a day, just, just like clockwork. Just do it. Uh, and some of you might read the Proverbs because you want to be wiser like Solomon. Uh, you might re read one of those every day. But let the Word of God have the center of your life. Let Him guide you, direct you, and look to Him, and you won't go wrong. He has the answers. Let God's Word change your life.